Welcome back. Midday show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gilly, you guys with us. 215-592-9494. We'll get back to all the calls here. Eagles Super Bowl window and one more big move for the Phillies here. Should it be to re-sign Wheeler or go get a big free agent? Speaking of the Phillies, spring training underway. We heard from Wheeler yesterday. Topper's going to be on tomorrow morning with Howard Eskin during his show, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. And big expectations this year. So we thought, you know what, let's talk to a guy who knows a lot about the Phillies, expectations, everything baseball, the former Phil. And now you see him, Foul Territory is the podcast. I see it on YouTube. It's a great show with Kratz, Eric Kratz, and some former big league players. He joins us right now. Eric, how you doing today? Eric. Freaking awesome. How are y'all? Pretty good, pretty good. So, Eric, you know, the Phillies didn't do a whole lot in the offseason. But do you think they're, that they're a good enough team to contend, even though they didn't make a whole lot of moves? Absolutely. They didn't need to do a whole lot of moves. They actually added a the one of the best free agent starters at below market price based on what I think Blake Snell is going to get here soon in Aaron Nola. And quite frankly, he's more consistent and he has better numbers. He's been in Philly for a while, so everybody knows, you know, all his shortcomings. But that's the beauty of being in one city. You're always going to only be as good as your worst season. Eric, how good do you think the Phillies are? We, we all know they're good, and they're going to probably you know, almost certainly be a playoff team. It's interesting when you look at some of the odds because the Braves are clearly the favorite in the NL East. The Dodgers are clearly the favorite to be the best team in all of baseball. And the Phillies are kind of like you look at some of the odds and win totals, third best team in the NL, but there's a pretty big gap there. Eric, at times the Phillies look like the best team, like when they get hot in the, in the, early in the playoffs. But early in seasons they've struggled and they've been behind the eight ball. Eric, when you look at this team – how good are they? Are they a 90-plus win team? Are they generally in the eight? Like When you look at the Phillies, how good do you think they can be? World Series champions. I, I truly believe it. I mean, you, you understand the last two years, they were a couple wins away from getting the job done. And it's essentially, it's essentially the same team. It is the same team. This team is has the best top-to-bottom bullpen and starting rotation in baseball numbers whatever you're looking at it is they are the top pitching staff in the game with a lineup that has a lot of diversity and ability to hurt you in different ways i think the last piece they need to add is a right-handed bat kind of like a whit merrifield who can move around a little bit a tommy fam i don't know that they get a whit merrifield because there's less playing time because a lot of the spots are, are solidified. You know, that would be more of like a, you know, convincing him to come in and hit his 280 with about a 330 on base percentage and about a 400, 450 slugging percentage. I think that's the last piece that they need. And then they just get over the hump. A lot of teams are like, well, you know, you can't just make the playoffs. You got to be a world. This team will make the playoffs. And when they're in, because of the, how good their staff is, top to bottom, 1 through 13, 1 through 12, however many they carry on the team, they'll be rested enough to be able to have the success in, in the postseason like they've had. Other teams kind of, they dominate, but they really dominate with their top three in the rotation and their top three in the bullpen, and then they hope it works out in the postseason. Yeah, and we know how good they can be in the postseason. Two years in a row making big runs here. Eric, one of the question marks we answer spring training, there's not many because, like you said, they're, they're pretty loaded. They have a, a rotation that 
seems pretty set right now unless they do decide to add someone. They have a lineup that seven or eight spots, there's no question, is going to start. The one question, Eric, and it's going to be a big, big spotlight in spring training, is Johan Rojas. What do you think of the, the young center fielder? Defensively, it's eye-popping. But offensively, in the playoffs, he really felt like he was a little bit, you know, swimming in the deep end there. What do you think of Rojas, and can they carry him because of the defense, even if he doesn't hit much? Man, that is – you're not talking about somebody who's just a little bit above average on defense. You're talking about if he were to play every game in center field, he possibly would win a platinum glove, let alone a gold glove in center field. Premium position. We're talking like – Shane Victorino style out there. The issue is he did hit like Shane Victorino right-handed, not the best, but I think in the playoffs, he kind of went away from what ha- what gave him success in the regular season. As a young player, you can see it. His physical size is not there. Is he ever going to grow into a 15 home run player? I don't know. You look at Bryson Stott, he's not physically imposing, but He's learned to hit the ball out of the ballpark. So as Rojas came up, I remember his first – His first, I was at the game where he got his first big league hit. It was a bunt past the pitcher. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him do that one time in the postseason. People would be like, oh, you know, Kratz loves the bunt or <laughs> the Phillies hate the bunt. That's why it's not – no, it's about how does he mitigate what he can't do yet in the big leagues, which is size and driving the ball, which – you are just, that's all you're, you're fighting against guys in the postseason who, who hit the ball out of the ballpark. And when that doesn't happen, you're bringing in the best relievers, and they're going to just annihilate guys who don't do that. So you have to be able to just play your game. And I, and I think another year under his belt, I think he'll be able to make that adjustment. And I think the hitting coaches and, and Topper and everybody will make that adjustment, and he'll have – I mean, he possibly could hit 300 with his speed and his ability to make contact – during the regular season. You know, we were talking about earlier, like Zach Wheeler's up for a contract, and, and he would like to get it done before the st- season starts. How, talk about a little bit how could that potentially be distracting if it doesn't get, get, get done, or, for instance, if they decide, you know what, we're going to wait to the end of the year. Ah, oh, man. How, how could it be distracting? I mean, it, it, you know how it is. You, like, if, you know, pros are pros, and Zach Wheeler's a pro – he pitches through injuries. He pitches through games where he doesn't have his best stuff. He's going to go out there and give you everything he has. And some people would say, you know, negative people would say, oh, it's going to be a team distraction. Nobody else, nobody else on the team cares if he doesn't have – he's not extended. They might be like, hey, bro, I would love to have you back this year. But in a Zach Wheeler sense, like, think about what a Zach Wheeler on a contract year – could do like this dude might knuckle down and win a Cy Young this year, but Mm -hmm. I see it getting done. My thing would be, I'd love to see it get done in the next week because if it's not, there's still a pretty good starting pitcher out there. And if Zach doesn't want to pay get paid by the Phillies, might as well, might as well get ahead of the curve and get the best starting pitcher available. Unless you're going to go after Max Freed next off season, which I think Blake Snell is going to be cheaper than Max Freed, whether he's better or not is, is another, another decision. Yeah, well, that's it's also a hedge too, right? Like if if they end up signing yep. a, a Snell or a Montgomery, they have some more leverage there in the Zach Wheeler talks. Eric Kratz joining us here as we talk some Philly spring training underway down there at Clearwater pitchers and catchers. The position players trickling in. Eric, what did you think last year? I know it was a smaller sample, 
But what was your uh, your observations of Bryce Harper, the first baseman? I was surprised. I, you know, I, I figured he could do it eventually because he's a great athlete. He's a catcher as a kid, out, good outfielder. But I was surprised at how quickly he seemed to take to it. I still think some of those plays, like those instinct plays to throw the ball to second, that will take time. But I, I was pretty impressed. What did you think? He's he's a super athlete. I mean, anytime some kid's going at 16 years old, 16 years old to go play in junior college, He's been that he's been that freak athlete for a while. He doesn't look like the smoothest first baseman over there, but he's going to work at it and he's going to figure it out. My biggest my biggest concern and I talked to a couple guys on the team last year was and it might sound especially to Hugh, it might sound like a soft baseball player, but <laughs> that back acting up. When you're standing at first base, it is way different. And people were like, "Wow, what does it matter? You stand in right field." You're standing and you're moving in different directions. I hope this year now he has a full spring training to get himself in, quote, baseball shape where you can stand at first base. You can turn. You can make those stops and pivots that you don't make in the outfield and that he can stay healthy through that because I think that bat kind of acted up a little bit when he was when he was going through it as he transitioned to playing first base. But as far as physical skills, he's got it. No, I can I, I can tell you right now. I definitely understand the whole back situation. Just <laughs> I, I I'm not mad at you for that. Yeah, it's a serious serious deal. Yeah, he's so. had the back issues for Eric. Or let's end with this, and we appreciate you hopping on. Of course, Eric Kratz, former Phil Now a foul territory. Check it out YouTube. The podcast there. It's a really good show. Eric, I, it's like a rule on WIP. It's our it's our favorite debate. We can't get into a season or go through it without it. So I'm going to throw it at you, Eric Kratz. You are the Phillies manager. You take over for Rob Thompson for a day. Who is your leadoff hitter? Because they've had a lot of success with Kyle Schwarber, Schwartz. but they signed Trey Turner, and a lot of people say Schwarber doesn't look like a leadoff hitter. What are we doing? Who would you lead off if you were writing out the Phillies lineup? Well, do you want to win? That's yes. That's my question. Yes, I want to win. you want to win? Kyle Schwarber. He only leads off one time a game. The first time up, he only leads off one time a game. After that, he is just coming up whenever the other guys make out. Like – that is your leadoff hitter. He's going to get 52, according to Bill James and the Sabermetricians notebook. He's going to get 52 extra at-bats a season. And at the rate that he hits home runs, I think last year it was like 12 or 13 at-bats per home run. That's four extra homers. Four. That could win you the game and put you into the playoffs or win the division. So Kyle Schwarber, hands down, don't even don't don't get it twisted. You do not want Kevin Stocker hitting leadoff ahead of Kyle Schwarber. You want the big fella with a 400 on base percentage, 360 on base percentage, whatever he is, because Trey Turner can drive him in from the parking lot. So, big Schwarbs. Love it, Eric. Appreciate you hopping on. Appreciate en- you. Enjoy uh, baseball coming back, and uh, I'll be, we'll all be checking out the podcast. Foul turret. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Love listening, boys. There Thanks. he goes. Appreciate Eric Kratz, former Phil. How about that? Ten years in the big leagues. He knows his stuff. Kyle Schwarber, leadoff hitter. I'm going to – I think we should, I'm going to steal that yeah, one. You're going to pat yourself on the back. You uh, like that, that one. Well, no, I'm just going to yeah. use that every time someone fights me on it. Like, you want to win? Schwarber. He's the leadoff hitter. Uh, that A couple things are interesting there, and we'll get back to your phone calls there. He, that, the Bryce Harper first base and the one concern he has about his back, because I think the idea, Hugh, is Bryce will be healthier at first base, mm-hmm. right? He hurt his arm throwing from the outfield. First base could be a little bit easier on his body as he ages. 
But that was an interesting perspective. It's, it's, you know, he's had back issues, and it's way more movement. You're always moving to first base. Yeah. In the outfield, you could just stand around for a while. Yeah, and, and, and being able to, 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 like, bend down and, you know, standing there and being the quick jerky movements, yeah, that could be a little bit of an issue. And, that, and, and to his point, that's not, that's not being soft. I mean, we all have, like, you know, as professional athletes, the back issues are some of the biggest issues that you have when you're playing professional yeah. sports. Well, it's, so, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, that's it's kind of the under-the-radar thing about Bryce because he's had big issues, right, the elbow when he got hit and all that stuff. But that back thing's been like a just a thing for years. Hopefully it's all good there. All right, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. You can react to what Eric said, especially the Schwarber thing. I mean, he gets it. He's the leadoff hitter for this team. Even though Howard's, Makes sense to me. Howard's wrong on that one. I mean, we know. So what do we think? Tomorrow when Howard has uh, Topper on at 8 o'clock, is he I'm going to? i to say that, that, that uh, Schwarbs is not leading. No, nah, he's going to try to convince him it's Stott and Turner. You know, Howard is an ass. Yeah, I mean, we know that. And, and I'm, I imagine Rob Thompson will take his lineup once he gives it to him. And once the interview ends, what do you think he's going to do with that lineup? He's going to keep it in his office? or uh, Crumple it. Crumple and throw it away. He's going to use know. it as a suggestion so and he, then keep it moving. I think he's going to be very nice about it. Yeah, well, he'll be nice. Offers a gentleman. Yeah, being nice and actually using it, that's a different thing. All right, lot to discuss here. Eagles Super Bowl window, is it still open? And if the Foos can make one more big move, should it be to go out and get another player? Eric Kratzer at Blake Snell, we haven't talked about him in a while. He's also still available. Montgomery, Bellinger, or is it to re-sign Zach Wheel? Of course, it's also a try-day Friday here. We are looking for things today, a food combination, odd or different food combo that Hugh and I should try this weekend. Best answer, the one that piques our interest the most, four pack of tickets to the AC Boat Show. It is officially our first try-day on the show. Can we hear a little intro for try-day? So Battle Cook this one up. Uh, let's hear that. Um, not, now, I'm wondering when I play this if you're going to know the reference. So Let's see. Here's the try-day intro. I I I I I can understand it, but I can't place it's ringing, it. Is it ringing a bell? It's ringing for you? a bell, but what that is? It sounds like it might be some Taylor Swift stuff. Well, maybe. So I guess uh, it's I'm po- it's a popular the, thing. Like there was a song that came out. The artist, her name was Rebecca Black. Okay. Uh, twelve. Oh wow, twelve years ago now. So that's I think he's sort of playing off of this. Do you have the real song? I have. Yeah. Let me try to get to it right here. I mean, it would. This I was, can hear it, but I can't place. The, when this it, came out, it was like it was a big crushed one? as like maybe like the worst song okay. in history. Let's hear it. I hate it already. <laughs> I mean, just wait till you hear her start. Like she's singing a. Uh, like her, how her, her day gets started. so bad. I remember this song. It, it kind of like annoyingly gets stuck in your head the more you listen to oh, it. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, and the, the hook, I mean, my goodness. But I get why he would use it. It works with the Tri Day thing. Sure does. Yep. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, I, I like what Battle does. Battle okay. cleaned it up, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a terrible song. So. <laughs> You like? Are you in on the intro, or does Battle the, have to I'm make no, another? No, I'm, I'm in on the no, intro. No, no, no. I'm fine with it, but I'm just. It's kind of catchy song. the intro. Yeah. That's terrible. I'm, I'm out on the song. No more. No more. I can't, we, yeah. We're gonna hurt people's ears with the song. Yeah, he's playing. Now. Yeah, he no, yeah, he is. He plays. There it is. That, that that's yeah. It's now stuck <laughs> in my head. What are you doing to me? All right, let's let's get back to everyone. It's a try day. No, oh not, my gosh, yeah. it's awful. It is. All right, try day. Best answer today. Four pack of tickets to go to the A.C. Boat Show. All right, Terry's in Delaware talking about this Eagles Super Bowl window. What's up, Terry? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Gotcha, Terry. What up, Terry? 
right, cool. All right, thanks for taking the call, uh, gentlemen, ladies. Um, ladies. The window. I got some food stuff. I got some food stuff put on the window. I think it's closed. I mean, I don't think you get in without breaking the glass because if they lose Fletcher, if they lose Brandon, maybe Kelsey and this guy Jurgens just doesn't look like he's got it. And the other thing that worried me at the end of the season was, uh, you know, you used to see Brady throw the throw the Microsoft surf, surface of breaking stuff all the time. And at the last few games, I didn't see uh, I didn't see Jalen over there looking at the at, at the, the last plays with anybody from the. Uh, offense are trying to see what what happened yeah, he looked like a zombie down the stretch of the season I, I don't know what Terry I don't know what happened and I, I don't want to say he didn't care because I think he cares about winning a lot but something happened where it just felt like something. he was mentally not where he needed to be yep and my other thought I'm not a I'm not a football guy or a baseball guy I mean I couldn't couldn't pay it if you if you pay me but I couldn't play if you pay me but I think back I'm old enough I think back to the days maybe I need a good running back again because you know when they had Brian Westbrook in there you were never worried. Once that ball in his hands, I was never worried. Well, never. They, yeah, they could use a, a better playmaker there. I think Swift is fine, but they could use another guy. Terry, give us a a, a, a combination here, food combo we should try. All right, I'm, I'm going to hit it at the end because you took me down to two, but try Philippine barbecue. It's got all four flavors. You got brown sugar, you got soy, you got garlic, and you got apple cider vinegar or um. Or wine in there, but you marinate it, you, you, you skewer up pork tenderloin, and then you take it um, and uh, soak, it, soak it two days, marinate it two days, Philippine barbecue, and then skewer it and put it on charcoal grill. But hey, I, the, here, here's my deal. Here's my two, because you what took you me to two on it. Mm-hmm. But you, you, and you were talking about mustard and, 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 and ketchup as a cover for food. I had That's what got me to call, man. I'm out here running errands, trying not to hit something. But anyway... The old Stickney and Pours are red mustard, man. You can't even find it anymore. I wish Engelhofer would make it. But red mustard? Red, it's a reddish-type mustard. You can only find it in little Kahneman packets. My, my girls and my, my ex and I, we went down to Delaware State Park, Fort Delaware, and you go out there and ride on out there, and they had Stickney and Pour. It's an old Boston formula from, like, the late 1800s, early 1900s. It's oh, a reddish-type mustard. It is killer, killer. Oh, but here's my go to Here's my go-to. What so, you, you were talking about macaroni and somebody putting something on it to cover it up. Yeah, ketchup. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, hold on, hold on a little. I agree with you on that. Ketchup only belongs on uh, your fries, your uh, scrambled eggs, and your uh, stuff. But anyway, you take macaroni and cheese, put some stewed tomatoes in that. That's like that's like firehouse fireman um, cooking. Oh, my God. It is so good. Y'all ever had that? I haven't. Mac and cheese with the some stewed, toma- tomato. stewed no, tomatoes. No. I would try that, Terry. With, 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 with stewed tomatoes. Maybe five parts macaroni, one part stewed tomato. I'm oh, how about that? You, Terry even gave us the five parts, one part. Terry, that's a good phone call. Terry, man, we appreciate it. So we got the uh, mac and cheese and the stewed tomatoes. And I guess the Philippine barbecue was just an idea for Hugh. Uh, just which one do uh, I write down? Uh, I Red think mustard, Philippine barbecue. Uh, he, or, uh, he offered a lot there. I think mac and cheese with the stewed yes. tomatoes. Yeah, Hugh, I mean, he, he realized it's a long weekend. You could get your uh, Philippine barbecue stuff going. You need mm. two days to marinate. I don't know about that. Man. You want a qu- See, Hugh wants a quick fix. He wants the long play on the Eagles' defense, quick fix with his food. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't have that kind of time, man. You do. Stewing, you have a, you have, tomatoes. You've got a three-day weekend. No. I mean, but I am kind of want something like the pizza. I can order the pizza and get some mustard. Okay. Boom. Try that. <laughs> uh, mu- uh, peanut butter on a burger. Boom. So he's factoring that. convenience into this. That's what I'm saying. You okay. have to. I mean, like, well, y'all talking about stuff that I can't do because I ain't even got a place to stay yet. But you know that, what I mean? That, but that's not our last caller's you're, fault. You're, yeah, it's not his fault. But 
Y'all acting like I actually have a, like I'm actually settled. I still got boxes in the front room where I'm at. I'm, I'm, well, I don't even have a home yet. You got to take care I'm of that. Trying to take, I'm it's trying the off season. Yeah, I'm trying to take care of that. Um, I did I look up comfortable, though. this red mustard thing. I am intrigued by the idea of red mustard. I've never seen it in a store. I think you got to go. Red mustard. No, red mustard. Never heard of that. Never heard of that. I'm in. I mean, that, I, I, again, I'm, I like mustard a lot. I'm in. David's in Germantown. What's up, David? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. What's How up, you doing? Hey, David. What's, what's up? Going on, man? I got a question, and Hugh mentioned this, I think, a couple days ago about players and what goes on in the locker room. So you recall Steve Wilkes getting fired, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, you for the Niners. Not, yeah, he got gay. Like, now, that was a bad – like, like, like it was, was his bad. fault. Like it was his right, fault. Right, right. Now, now my, before you go thing, on, David, my guess is that was probably a year-long thing that there was something going on there. I can't imagine he got fired just for, just for the game, one game. <laughs> he probably did. Well, if he wins the Super Bowl, does he stay? Probably. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, probably, but I don't know. See, and that goes to my loyalty in the locker room. Because if Sirianni's the head coach, right? Now, he's your player, right? So yes. If he was the head – okay, yes. if he was the head coach, what is his title now? What does the head coach get involved in? If you got a coordinator that's calling plays on offense, you got a defensive – what does the head coach – Motivator. He motivates. He people. comes up with the flower speeches. So his title is the does pregnant he have pause. Any though. Yeah. The pregnant pause any, for me. <laughs> no, I know it was a joke, but does he have any coaching input? Is my question. Like when you come in the locker room, like, oh, that's coach. Hey, coach, how you doing? I know, David. I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I would I, imagine would, his would think so. his big thing is going to be game day. Four downs, punt, not punt, field goal decisions. He, yeah. Is he scripting? Is he scripting plays? Is he? Is I doubt it. I, I think he's in the offensive meeting helping figure okay. out how to to attack defenses. But I don't even know if he's doing that because yeah, – He might bring the sandwiches in, the cheese I don't steaks. know, man, because it didn't look like – like, all jokes aside, right. like, they didn't look like they played to any of the teams that they played against weakness at any point. Arizona Cardinals came in here, one of the worst run defenses in the league. Threw it all day. Threw it all day, damn day long. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't understand that. But his play calling to me just looks like it's mediocre, like it's on a high school type level. It just There's looks no like, hey, we're gonna of... do this. Hey, well, right. this didn't work. Let's do that. It kind of looked like that. I get you. I got it. Like it's scripted. All right. So with that being said, I was gonna talk baseball, but the Phillies don't. We and I'm a baseball guy. I don't think. You, did you see the Dodgers payroll? Not even a pay. You see who the Dodgers got? Otani and Yamamoto. Yeah, and Glass now. Yeah, they got a lot. They're they are loaded. <laughs> They're loaded. There's no way we win. There's no way. Well, there's a way, I'm, but I'm, it, I'm but the Dodgers are favorite. Ain't throughout. And man, first pitch, and we already dead in the yeah, water. Yeah, no, they're not dead. Wow. They got they got a real chance. <laughs> David, give us a, a food combo we should try. What do you got? All right, Hugh might agree with this. I got two, but I'll give you the main one. I just ate this last night. Pig's feet and potato salad. No, and hot dog. no, Woo! no, no. Ain't nobody eating no pig's feet, man. We've come too no, far. No, pickles in the jar. I know no, that. But in the we, no, listen, David. No. We've come too far <laughs> to be eating pig's feet. No. No, no, no. No. Oh, that's a flat no for David. No. We ain't eating no pig's feet. No. Oh, I'm not even writing that down. No. Not at Black History Month. No, we ain't eating no pig's feet. No. You will get no argument from me. No, I'm, out. Not, man, I'm listen, out. When I was younger, and my dad is from the D- – he's from Brownsville, Tennessee. God rest his soul. This man used to lay in the bed. <laughs> And had this big ass jar of pig's feet. Oh. 
And 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 what's the other one they used to call it? Uh, hoghead cheese. <laughs> oh, have you ever heard of hog? Have any of y'all ever heard of hoghead <laughs> no, cheese? I have not. Somebody's listening right now. Know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what hoghead cheese is? Uh, no. And I did not know what it was. It's basically all the pig parts ground up, and they put like peppers in it and all this other stuff, and they use the gelatin from the pig. Uh. To make it into like a, a like a gel, and my dad used to sit there with crackers, and eat this hoghead cheese, <laughs> and I and 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 I think back on that, and I'm like, hell's no, I'm I'm not eating no hog. You're I'm talking me into this. No hoghead cheese. It, gelatin? it sounds similar to like Scrapple, how Scrapple's made. And I love no. Scrapple, man. No, we've come too far as a people to be eating. Man, no. Nah. Pig's feet. Pig's feet. No. Oh, nah. And potatoes out. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. As people try to hold down their lunch as you went through that whole thing. <laughs> All right. Is this Super Bowl window still open for the Eagles? I don't think it is. Hugh does. And Wheeler or another free agent? What should the Eagles, uh, Philly, excuse me, prioritize now in spring training? And when we come back, two potential 2024 Eagles are hitting the free agent mark. we got some big NFL news here. And I have an edict i got to lay down for the Eagles. It's, it's, a, it's a simple rule for Howie for the entire offseason. That's next. Midday show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel app. This is FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Yeah, it is a try day. It is. And we've got some unbelievable suggestions here. Pig's feet and potato salad. You're not, not doing no pig's feet, no. <laughs> We are I'm, not. I'm, oh, my gosh. It's all thoroughly triggered right now. <laughs> we got Hugh in here on the break having childhood flashbacks. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not eating that. Man, when I tell you, my dad used to, from the rooter to the tutor, that was my pops, man. And I, I used to sit back. And we used to be up there, and, and when I started, like, looking at the ingredients, I'm like, nah, dog, this is just too much. It's too much. House smelling like poop because we, we cooking chili. <laughs> and then when I figured out, I'm like, no, uh-uh, no. Oh, don't worry Slow. about that. They have, you don't eat it. They have vegan chitlins now, so don't worry about Man, that. Ain't nobody, see, y'all, now, nah, y'all, the vegetans, y'all need to stop with the chitlins. I'm not eating that either. Vegan chitlins, now, nah, that's just ridiculous. No, that is ridiculous. All right, lots to do today. We'll get back to everyone's phone call. Is the Eagles Super Bowl window still open? I don't think it is. We got a quarterback that I'm not even sure is top 10 right now, a coach who everyone fired a month ago. I got the best defender out seeking trades. I got the best offensive lineman shirtless at a playoff game and playing <laughs> yeah. poker. Like, what are we doing here? And this Living is, his best life, That's man. fine. Hanging he, out with Gilly the Kid. Shout out to Gilly. That's yeah. great. He's half retired. And you guys are trying to sell me at a Super Bowl window is open. I don't see it. And with the Phillies, Wheeler or go out and use the money right now on another player, like a, you know, Blake Snell, who Eric Kratz brought up with us, or Jordan Montgomery, or even a Cody Bellinger, 215-592-9494. And your suggestions here for Tri-Day, the best answer today, four-pack of tickets to the AC Boat Show. But we got some NFL news going on right now. It's that, you know what time it is in the NFL calendar? Veterans get cut, right? Yeah. Free agency starts a month, uh, three weeks from now. But the vets get cut. Yeah. And there's two names out there, one very big, one relatively big. But, but both of them have me thinking about the Eagles in one sense or the other. All right, let's start with the very big name. Hugh, guess who was just suspended for PEDs, and it's going to void his contract? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. If you had asked me to guess a quarterback that's using PEDs, I would not have guessed 
Jimmy Garoppolo. See, this is the thing with with the PED thing. It it, it could that that is something that that spectrum is wide. It could be a that supplement. Could be, that could be Sudafed. Yeah. That could be something that you got over the counter because they widen that. Because a lot of time we used to take a uh, Sudafed before the game because it, it helped it, it open up your airways mm. or whatever. And you should take it to breathe. And, and so now the NFL has thrown all of that under the PED, PED umbrella. He's also had back issues, so who knows what kind of thing, yeah. what he was taking there. Um, he's going to be released by the Raiders. Hugh, I am intrigued by the idea of Jimmy G as a backup here next year. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that, that would be something that I, I think that you have to, if you're being smart, you got to do your due diligence and see how that could potentially fit with this squad. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. I would take him. Now, I'm not paying him a lot of money, but I, the, the Eagles have spent a lot of time over the years prioritizing backup quarterback. They, and they always seem to like to get got, you know, go after players that at one point were, were something in the NFL. You know, Gardner Minshew was a starter in Jacksonville, came here as a backup. Joe Flacco, although it only lasted very quickly here, was a great, you know, a tremendous starter or a really good starter, Super Bowl champion, ended up as a backup here. Nick Foles, like we, they've been doing this forever. Jeff Garcia, Garcia. I, I would take Garoppolo. I know the last couple of years have gone bad for him, but I'm not asking him to be a starter. I'm asking him to come in if Jalen Hurts gets banged up and play a few games here. And he's not that old. I think Jimmy Drew was drafted in 2014, so we're, you know, he's probably about 33. I'll, I'll check it out now, but mm-hmm. Hugh, I. If if he needs a team and he's out there, I because I I'm done with Mariota. I don't want him back here next year. No, I, I think, think you're with me on that. Back. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. I, I mean, I think he's a comparable or uh, a competent backup. I would say so. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. He's not 32 years old. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on that. All right. So Jimmy G suspended uh, for two games, but really the story is the Raiders are going to move on and cut him. Jimmy G is going to be out there as a free agent. I would look into that as a backup for the Eagles next year. Here's the other one: Eddie Jackson, safety for the Bears, cut yesterday. He used to play under Vic Fangio. Hugh, the Eagles need safety help. What's your thought on Eddie Jackson? I would take a fly on him just to see. I mean, I'm pretty sure being cut, it wouldn't cost a lot of money. I think right now we're in a position in a situation where we got to try to get guys that are going to come in and play the defense the way that we needed to be played. Because I think that was a big problem with the defense last year is that we had a lot of guys out there that, that admittedly freelanced. We don't need that right now. We need some guys that are going to come in and help try to right this ship on the defensive side of the ball. All right, I'm out on Eddie Jackson, and, I, and there's one reason. I have, I have a new rule, Hugh, for the offseason. Oh, jeez. No, I have a rule. I, I just It's my rule, and it's the simple guiding light for how we end the offseason. And th- this excludes backup quarterback because that's a little different. I don't want any guys over the age of 30. Hugh, because they're old. And they can't so run like, anymore. So like old people. Well, I learned it from you. You're the one that wants to play all the young guys. <laughs> I do no, want to play the young guys. Last year's secondary. Think about just let's go through the names. Darius Slay. Yes. Over 30. Yes. Bradbury, 30. Yes. Uh, Bayard, over 30. Who'd they sign? Who was that guy off the street? Roby? Bradley Roby? Over 30. Yeah. They're all, they were all old. Well, like, you, I, I'm, I don't have a problem playing old guys that can still play or, or old guys that are competent enough. And plus, at the safety position, I mean, that's kind of different than playing like a corner. Sure. Or something like that. So, I, I mean, I would, I would be willing to take a chance on that. I just can I just get a younger secondary? I just don't want old guys, especially in the secondary. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Plus, we did because it because we've 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 been down that route. I mean, before. it was it was a retirement home last year. Darius Leonard came in, Julio Jones came in, Bradley Roby. I mean, but how out many, of all the old guys, Julio was pretty productive though. 
down the stretch when you asked him to do more well, he had, than he was supposed to be doing. He had two touchdowns in the Cardinal game. Yeah, he was he was for what he is, he was pretty productive though, man. Does this only apply to starters though? Because Jimmy Garoppolo is 32. Yes, yes, it's starters. And a backup quarterback is its own unique Me- meaningful snaps. Yes, you're right. I and mean, especially after the Flacco thing last year, I can't turn down a good backup. That that's a fun story. So I'm in on Garoppolo as a potential backup. I'm out on these old defensive players. I I want players under the age of 30. KCJ in the Poconos. What's up, KCJ? What's going on, fellas? How you doing, buddy? How you doing? Hey, Hugh, I'm just sitting here in a parking lot for the last hour and 10 minutes on hold in the uh, Audi RS Q8. That's what it is. That's what it is. Wow. So you had, you had, so you know what I'm talking about when I I talk about that. Because it has the same parts. As the, the the Lamborghini yours. Yeah, they got the same parts. And it's about a hundred thousand dollars cheaper, and it's it and it, it, it walks way the dog. Better, bro. It's way better. Does it walk the dog though? This thing gets up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That All yeah right. yeah he he just gave let's, me goosebumps when he said that. Here, I, I couldn't get, think of the name of it, but yeah, that's what it let's is. Let's get in. Let's get into it. I got a couple things real quick. The, the, my food, it's easy. Everyone goes with the Hawaiian pizza. You got to scratch the ham. You put pineapple on. I mean, you put pineapple chunks with um, uh, pepperoni because you get the spice and the coolness. It's delicious. But the chunks need to be baked in the oven on the pie at the same time so they get a little brown. So would you do Would you do them the whole time? Like if you're baking the pie yourself, would you put them in for the whole time or like t- 10 minutes in, 7 minutes in, do you throw the pineapple yeah, in then? You, you, you got the pie already made. And then okay. you throw it in and you heat it up and then, you know, you boil it or broil it. And then your, your pineapple gets a little brown. I'm telling you, it's delicious. It uh, so like let's it. let's talk about this. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, somebody that was on display that I think will fit the Eagles perfectly, William Gay. Willie Gay. The Chiefs aren't going to resign him. He, we, he's just we we can't. We we gotta we gotta get Snead and we gotta get Jones. So Willie Gay is going to be out there. I think that's a linebacker the Eagles could use. I like that. And and uh, what is he? Twenty six, twenty seven. He's he's yeah, not thirty he's yet. Just coming off his he's just yeah. coming off his rookie deal. He's in four years in the league. Because I have but a new they, rule. I don't want any defenders over thirty. I'm out on that. I, I got two more. I got Joe's two more things, please. <laughs> I got two more things, please. What you got, man? Like the, the the window could be open for the Eagles in the NFC because there's four or five teams there. But let's not get this twisted. Andy Reid's going out next year. And he's and, and the Chiefs are going all in to be the first team to win three in a row, and then Andy's going to retire, and Eric Bieniemy is going to be the head coach. That's that's what my prediction. But here, Hugh, if yes. you're ever in, if you're ever in, um, like the Allentown region, you love bacon, right? Love bacon. Love bacon. The best bacon I've ever had in my life. I had breakfast next to Chaz Palminteri here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sunny. <laughs> I was going to lock the door and tell him, now you can't leave. But I didn't say nothing to him because he was intimidating. Uh, I sat next to him at the at the booth. Uh-huh. Um, it's called the Powderborn. It's a gun club. They shoot pheasants there. They, they raise pheasants there. Uh-huh. And Sonny was there. They got, uh, listen, write it down, Powderborn, if you're ever up in the area. It's right outside of Emmaus, uh-huh. right outside of Emmaus, Pennsylvania, uh, on the outskirts of Allentown. Um, get the farmer's omelet, which is all your meats wrapped up in in your uh, cheese and eggs and stuff with sausage gravy on top, and then get a side of bacon. You will not be disappointed. That bacon is almost like a half inch thick and it's straight. They press it with a with a mm, weight. Press bacon. Oh, dude, dude, you, 
I'm telling you, it's worth the drive. I, I, like, I, I like think bacon. he was planning his trip for I tomorrow like, morning. I like, I like bacon. Bacon is <laughs> so I'm telling you, you, you go home with a pound of it. Yeah, I like two bacon. pounds of it. Yeah, bacon. KCJ, awesome. good call there. And I like I like the Willie Gay idea for the Eagles as a linebacker, free agent, 26 years old. Um, he said something there about Andy that the Chiefs are going to attempt. I mean, uh, Kelsey said it right after the game, the three-peat. It's pretty incredible in all the great teams in NFL history, right? You go through any of the years, like the Steelers in the 70s, Niners, Cowboys, Patriots. No team has ever won three straight through Bulls. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I think, I think, and this is not a slight on the tight end, but I think they need to go out and get another tight end. I think they need to do that because I think if they got out, say, for instance, if the, the Chiefs went out and got a Brock Bowers, and they had Brock Bowers because Brock Bowers is like 6'7". And they had Kelsey, <laughs> that would be that would be a tough well, matchup. Have, and they'd have the replacement for whenever he is done yes, in a couple he, years. Because I feel like like Travis is still playing at a high level, but we saw times during the course of the year where he looked like he fell off just a little bit. Yeah, he was able to you turn, I mean? turn it yeah, back yeah, on yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. But, I mean, to have, like, if, if I'm Big Red, if I'm looking for another weapon, Brock Bowers would be the guy, the Georgia tight end, that I would try to go get because he's big. I mean, there's other tight ends out there. But that's the one that comes to mind readily because I watched him play as a freshman. And to see his oh, development. He's yeah, he's a big guy. He's almost in that, you know, they call him, ba- like, not Baby Gronk, but in that, in that vein. Yeah. And as we've seen, tight ends factor huge well, look at, look, into the game. Look at Laporta, the rookie this year for Detroit. Yeah. He was a star right away. So I know history says the Chiefs won't do it. If you ask me right now who's going to win the Super Bowl next year, I would say the Chiefs. I, I know the Niners are the favorite to do it. Uh, you know, to come out of the NFC, obviously you're going to have a little better odds to come out of the AFC. But the Chiefs have a great shot. I think they'll be better next year. They, they, they were they were really young on defense. I mean, that's not far fetched to say. And they it's could not. be, and they have the best quarterback by a mile. They'll they have a real chance to be the first team in NFL history to win three in a row. And boy, that would add to the Andy stuff, right? The idea of him as one of the great, or if the greatest coach ever, he's yeah. the only coach to ever win three in a row. Definitely, definitely, no question about that. All right, let's go to Dukes and Delco. What's up, Dukes? What's going on, guys? Happy Friday. Happy, happy, happy Friday. Happy Tri-Day, Dukes. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Nothing. Just, you know, enjoying this beautiful day, listening to you guys. Always always a good Friday. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the whole Wheeler thing you guys are talking about. What are you thinking on Wheeler? I mean, I think I'm signing him all day long. Not even a question. So, yeah, I look, I think we all want him back, Dukes. It's just I would love to go get another player, and then I'll try to – I'll wait on the Wheeler thing. Like, I, I do want to bring him back, but it's – you know, if they could get a Bellinger in here or another player, I, I just – I think they could use one more player before what we is, get to opening day. Give me some insight. What's, uh, what's the deal with uh, Trevor Bauer? Is he coming back? What do you think? Well, he wants uh, he got to. a lot going on, man. And yeah. I think that, that kind of scares a lot of people away. Yeah, he's okay. he's trying yeah. to get back in. Um, I know he was he did an interview in New York, basically, you know, on the radio station up there, saying he wants to play. He'll play for the league minimum. Um, he was tweeting someone recently in Philadelphia saying he he would love to play. For, so he wants to play, Dukes. It's a yeah. matter of if teams are willing to you know sign him, take a chance. And if we could sign, if we could sign Wheeler, give him his money that he deserves, because you know he's he's part of the culture here. You know, he's he's set in stone here. Oh, he's um, great. I think, uh, and then maybe get Bauer on that league minimum if, if some of that stuff you know settles down that he's got going on yeah so i know one be, of the uh, cases did settle but there's a couple more i think out there so maybe teams are waiting on that dukes give us a, a food combination we should try this weekend all right so i i know you guys are big bacon fans so i got a little tasty treat for you i like bacon too. we're gonna do we're gonna do bacon peanut butter mayo on some toast 
Oh, that's too much. You're doing too much. Oh, to I'm telling you, don't knock it till you try, oh, bro. That's just a lot. Sounds delicious, Jukes, dude. I got you on this. So, no, that's just too much so here's what's bacon. interesting: peanut butter and bacon that works. Mayonnaise and bacon obviously works if you do that on like the BLT type of thing. So we know that yeah. combination works, but I never had the bacon and the mayo and the peanut butter together. You you put them together, it's like Fourth of July, brother. How about that? I like that I don't one. Know the mayo, man. Dude, we appreciate you. I'm writing that one that. down. I don't know about that. He's like he said it's like the Fourth of July. Uh, I mean, I like bacon Fireworks. and mayo, but then when you add that peanut butter aspect, that's just too much. Uh, you never, so you never had bacon and peanut butter? No, I've had a bacon sandwich with mayo on it with mustard. But you never had bacon and peanut butter? No. Oh, it goes. See, y'all doing, y'all just doing too much, man. I, I'll be that. I'll be the chicken. Ain't eat no pig's feet either. <laughs> that so I'm out on it. You're not a chicken <laughs> for that. No, no, I'm not. No, the the hogs had cheese. I was enticed. Yeah, you you seriously? Yeah, that yeah. piques your interest. Yeah, it did. I'm the into that kind of nah, stuff, man. man. Yeah, nah, the stuff nah, you would dip bro. crackers in and like that, that got me. Yeah, Kyle was like, I think he's searching where to buy this stuff. I'm looking up hogs at G's. No, yeah. you go to a butcher and ask. I, I, they might call it something else up here, but it was called hoghead cheese, where I'm from. And no, you don't want that, dog. You don't. <laughs> you don't want that in your mouth. Let's go to Mike and Cherry Hill. What's up, Mike? Hey, you guys hear me okay? We got you, Mike. What's up? All right, cool, cool. All right, so here it is. So this is from Bye. Um, he said, get a warm apple pie, or even hot, I guess, whatever, and you put a slice of uh, cheddar cheese on top. Eat it that way. Sweet and salty. Cheddar cheese on apple pie? Yes, cheddar, sir. Cheddar you cheese. No, I've seen people do that in the restaurant. Like, like they'll put cheese. I, I don't, I've never had that. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. But what kind of cheese are we talking? Cheddar. Cheddar. Okay, cheddar. Che- cheddar. Okay, I could be. <clears throat> I could probably do the that. The yellow, the yellow yeah. one. That's what I'm. That was like a mild or a sharp cheddar. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, what, that's, that's what I, I would. What, I yeah. would think mild. Sharp might, might overpower everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll give it to you on that one with the mild. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm in. I'll try that, that one. That sounds like he cut us some slack there. Like <laughs> he would have gone overpowering. sharp. Yeah. yeah I don't want to overpower it. All right, Mike. Give us a, 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 your thought on the Eagles. Is this Super Bowl window open? No, it's not. Nope, it's not. I don't think so. You know, I I hate to. Uh, agree with the guy who called, but you know this is the seventh offense that uh, Jalen is working with here. So I don't know. I just don't think not this year anyway. Well, you know, but Mike, that's an interesting perspective too. That it may take him a year, them a year, to figure out like get all on the same page. Like that's you know we don't know when this offense is going to click. And Mike, we uh, appreciate the phone call. I disagree with that. You know why? Because we've seen Jalen at his best. I mean, it's not like. We're we're dealing with a rookie and we're trying to tailor our offense to him. I've seen we've seen Jalen with the RPO and things of that nature and how he's progressed. We saw him last year when the offense was opened up enough for, that allowed him to grow as a passer. I think that if if Kellen Moore is doing his job, he marries the two in some way, shape, or form. So he probably can, and I, I think he's good enough to do it. But we the best we've ever seen Jalen was his second year in the same offense. Right, he had Steichen for two straight years, and then that's when it really clicked. That would be next year. That, that's you know, that's two years from now if Moore stays around. Yeah, but I, I feel like, that, like for me, and when I think about this, this ain't this ain't rocket science. You look at what Jalen was good at, and now a part of this has to do with you know whether or not he's healthy enough to do it because you know there's some still some speculation on his knee and all this other stuff in the RPO game. But there are certain aspects and concepts that they ran over the last two seasons that he should be familiar with. You just need to get the personnel. Like, you need to get the running back back there that, that he's comfortable with. The biggest thing that you have to do this year is to get this thing back on track 
is to do what you were good at. And I know that's kind of hard to, to imagine because the only thing we were good at is the tush push consistently. Mm. But there were certain plays that we saw where there were flashes of, of Jalen's brilliance. Like there was a couple times that they ran the slam with A.J. that I was like, why don't we do more of that? You know what I mean? Or some screen plays. And, and we all obviously know last year the bread and butter was the RPO. So there are things and there are concepts that even you don't even have to change the terminology. And the good thing about it, Joe, is that everybody that's in this offense is familiar with the plays. Like the the thing, this is one of those situations where I feel like whatever Coach Moore's terminology is, the easiest way to fix this is to kind of adapt to what we already know in mm. a sense. Like you can still run Mary, your offense, yeah, yeah, but adapt to what like the terminology and the concepts that that Jalen understands to help him get up to speed a little bit better. The, like the round pair and the square hole, square hole thing that coaches like to do. I don't think we need to do that in a situation. Well, and we right don't there. have time for that. No, if, we ain't got time. If we trying to, we talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, if they want to be that, you know, sometimes it does take a while. And then on top of that, Coach Moore is auditioning for. I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> you cut What is wrong with him? Yeah, he's probably auditioning for the head coaching job. I'm so sure you want to try to come in and do the best job quickly as possible that you can. By the way, I'm on the Wikipedia for hoghead cheese over here. This stuff looks gross. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm out on it after oh, I Googled it. The, it looks disgusting. You, the parts of the head use vary. It may include the tongue and sometimes the feet and the heart. Man, listen. How's no sound? It's disgusting. used to sit there. I'm out. And as a young man, because I, I didn't know what it was, and he used to eat it up because they put the peppers in it and everything. Yeah. It was the part of the, the, the pig that nobody else ate. And when I when I start with when I start realizing and reading about what it was, I was like, "No, nah, dog, you good, you good." <laughs> you, and then that's, that's when I, that's when I did that's when I started acting funny. <laughs> you got brand new with your I pops. Got, I got brand new. And he's like, "Come on, that's some hot get cheese." All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We got a lot to hit in the one o'clock hour. Your phone calls. We're looking for the uh, the best, most unique. Fun combination here, a food combo. We could try this weekend the best one, the one that intrigues us the most, four-pack of tickets to the AC Boat Show coming out February 28th through March 3rd. Eagle Super Bowl window, window, I don't think it's open anymore. I think it is closed here. And Wheeler or another big-time player? What's the Phillies prioritize doing with their money before we get to the start of the season? And when we get back in this 1 o'clock hour, we will play for you. We dug up some audio. From when Hugh was in Jacksonville and he was released. This is real audio, not a joke. We found it. We'll hit it in the 1 o'clock hour. And the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game is tonight. Kyle's going to look at the names of the participants. And will Hugh and I recognize the name of any of them? Specifically me? I'm going to guess no. We'll hit that next. 215-592-9494. It is the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Unleash your inner Viking. You can win a trip to Norway for you and three friends to see a heart live at the four-day festival, tons of rock, airfare, hotel, VIP tickets, and a $500 gift card and more. This epic getaway is made possible by the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, equipped for adventure. Enter now, odyssey.com slash Santa Fe, to enter for your chance to win.